Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Coming up on June 14th, the documentary called Long Gone Summer about that 1998 home run battle between Mark McGuire of the Cardinals and Sammy Sosa of the Cubs. And one of Sammy's teammates, longtime Cub, pitched 16 years in the major leagues is Steve Traxel, who joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Uh, Steve, it's great to have you with us. Thanks so much for taking some time. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, Randy. Good. Nice to see you guys. Michelle, good morning. Good morning, Steve. So, you know, as we gear up for Long Gone Summer, one of the things, one of the big moments that is going to be chronicled in this documentary is when Mark McGuire hit that record-breaking number 62 off you in 1998. Is there any part of you that feels that it's kind of cool to be involved in a big moment in baseball history, or is it just a home run that you wish that you could get back? Uh, a little bit of both, actually. Yeah, um, it kind of goes through waves through the through the years. Uh, obviously, when it first happened, uh, was not too happy about it. Um, you know, we actually had a meeting, part of our pitching uh, meeting before the game. Me and Scott Service, you know, basically said to each other, we did not want to be, you know, the '62 guys, you know, to, so to speak. And uh, obviously, that didn't work out too well. Uh, the next couple of weeks afterwards was. Uh, kind of crazy with you know the, the the media storm that followed it um you know we gotta remember the cubs we were you know for the first time in a long time in a playoff hunt so that kind of unfortunately took a back seat to uh to that 60 second home run but uh, as mark got closer to number 70 it died down quite a bit kind of went away for a few years and then about 10 years ago it blew back up again and uh here we are 10 years later it's coming back again so hopefully uh this documentary one way or the other help bring back uh, some baseball because i think we all miss it oh absolutely and steve you mentioned that you actually had conversations about not wanting to be the guy that gave it up was there ever any thought in that moment to not pitch to him oh no no that that I don't know if the fans would have thought that. <laughs> I mean, every time you threw a – the umpire called a ball, you know, the the fans were going nuts. So, uh, no, I mean, we, we, we were really focusing on, uh, you know, winning that ball game, you know, trying to uh, put ourselves in playoff position. Uh, you know, as great a year as he was having, you know, Mark, you know every hitter still has holes. So uh, we were just trying to concentrate on, uh, you know, working spots and finding ways to get him out. And, uh, unfortunately uh, – my fastball in just tailed over the inner third of the plate a little bit, and that was it. Steve Traxel is with us on 101 ESPN, and I don't want to belabor this, but I do want to ask you this question because when you make it to the major leagues and play as long as you did, it part of it is because you're so inherently competitive. So when he hits that home run and your teammates are high-fiving him and low-fiving him and Sosa comes in to hug him, what are you thinking then? Um, God, there's so many things. I mean... Uh... There was definitely part of me in that exact moment that was definitely not happy about it. Um, you can see some of the reluctance, like when he rounds first and you see Mark Grace kind of stick his hand out. You can see it in his face. He's like, God, I really don't want to do this. But, you know, at the same time, this is history. You can see when he got to home plate with Scott Service. And, uh, you know, when, when Sammy came in, that just kind of, I think, took it a little, little far. I, I didn't go over with a lot of guys at that point. That was a little bit more extreme. Um, you know, my, my contingent at that point was this was Mark's moment. Um, Sammy's moment was coming probably within a week or two we were all expecting. But, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was great for baseball. Um, 
Cubs got to the playoffs, um, you know, and, and now it's going to hopefully turn out to be a really nice, good documentary. No doubt. Steve Traxel is with us on 101 ESPN, and you had played with Sammy since the time he got to the Cubs, and Mark said he really didn't know who Sammy Sosa was before June of that year. Did you really? see that coming? Uh, no. <laughs> Sounds like you guys might have seen the documentary already. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually pretty surprising. Um, I mean, I don't, well, maybe it's just being in Chicago and, and having, you know, the, the extra reporters with us all year, especially shooting June. I think he hit, yeah, 20 home runs that mm-hmm. one, just in that one month. So prior to that, we were getting all kinds of uh, extra press. So, uh, yeah, I guess it just says you know what what Mark was focused on was was staying you know focused on what he was trying to do. Well, and, and it was it, before that month when he hit the twenty that got everybody's attention, obviously. But yeah. before then, did did Sammy display that kind of power, just the raw power? So you could say, man, this guy's going to be a home run hitter. Well, yeah, I mean, he was what thirty thirty guy for a couple of years. Prior to that, you know, he was you know he was our number one, I guess, call it superstar on our team. He was the the face of the Cubs for the most part. So. You know, with the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry, uh, yeah, I find it hard to believe that he didn't know. Uh, maybe he didn't know what he was doing home run-wise, but uh, pretty sure he he knew who yeah. Sammy Sosa was. <laughs> Steve, you mentioned that you had all sorts of extra press, extra reporters following you guys around during this run, but you also mentioned that here you are on a Cubs team that's making the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Was it difficult to balance that, to you know keep your eye on the fact that, hey, this is a team that's making a playoff push while you're dealing with the home run chase that's going on simultaneously? Yeah, it, it got to be a little difficult. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the, with the Cubs clubhouse back in the day, and it wasn't very large. So, um, you know, and they didn't have a lot of places, you know, to do the off-site media. So I think, I remember, at one point, they actually took over the the team family room to kind of do interviews in there because they had no place to, to do large interviews. Um, you know, like I said, as it got closer to Mark getting to 70, it died down a little bit. And then as we got close to the playoffs, you know, kind of picked up. But at least it was in our favor. They were concentrating on us getting to the postseason. Um Luckily, being you know as a pitcher too, I'm you know once every five days, so it wasn't as bad as you know. I'm sure Sammy obviously had to do a 20, 30 minutes every day. You know, Mark Grace, Rod Beck, you know those the type type of guys that were more the face of our team were doing daily interviews about it. I was going to ask because uh, Gary Gaetti told us that one of the advantages of having McGuire here was that he took a lot of the media attention away from the rest of the players. In some small way, did the the home run chase take not not take away from, but it distracted the media so that it was easier on you guys to focus on a, a pennant race. Um, I think it was a positive distraction. Um, if if mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know lost a couple of games and they could kind of focus on you know Sammy's home runs versus us maybe not making it to the, the playoffs. Um, I mean, we all know how the media can kind of sw- turn things and 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 make things negative, and it, I think it helped keep a, a positive spin to anything that we were doing, whether you know we had won or lost. Steve, we're obviously very excited about the debut of this documentary. We're trying to learn as much as we can before it debuts. But did you participate in any interviews for Long Gone Summer? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I, gosh, it was uh, just over a year ago, though. So I, I know the documentary was supposed to be submitted to the Tribeca Film Festival. It was supposed to come out in spring training. And obviously, with you know, with COVID hit, all that got canceled. So... 
Um, yeah, I did a good two, two and a half hours, I think. Uh, we did it at the baseball field up at UC Irvine here in California. Um, I have no idea who else they've spoken to. Uh, obviously, you know, Mark and Sammy. Um, don't know how much of it I'm in. I could be in for 10 seconds for all <laughs> I know, really. So, uh, But we covered a lot of stuff other than just the home run chase. You know, we did cover, you know, the, the, the Mets season, uh, the playoffs, you know, the one-game playoff that ended up pitching in uh, – against the Giants, and all those types of things as well. So um, I'm curious to see. I'm not even sure how long the documentary is. I don't know if it's an hour, two hours. If it's, I'm assuming it's only one part. I mean, I really don't know. Yeah, I think it is two hours on that Sunday okay. night, the 14th. Yeah, I know it's on the 14th, but, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward. I hope it's going uh, to be really good. I expect a, you know, a lot of good stuff to come out of it. The, the other, you know, we just got finished watching the Lance Armstrong the other night, mm-hmm. and obviously uh, the last dance was amazing, so... You know, all these documentaries that have been coming out have been all been great. Yeah, they've been fantastic. It's been fun to watch. Hey, Steve, I want to go back to Sammy and Mark bringing baseball back. You were a young player for the strike of 94, and you saw the effects that that have. What are your thoughts on the the belief that that home run chase kind of brought baseball back? Uh, I think it's more than a belief. I think it absolutely helped quite a bit. Um you know, obviously I was a rookie uh, in 94, so I had a lot to learn about, you know, the, the collective bargaining and, you know, the the way things went between the players' union and the and the owners. And, uh, you know, obviously we lost the, the Expos pretty much after that. So there was a, a lot of things that, that didn't go well at the end of that. But so uh, there was a lot of work to get to it. And obviously, you know, fans love homers. Chicks dig the long ball, as uh, Tommy, my old teammate Tommy Gladwin always used to say, and <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it was it was great to see the fans coming back, and you know, lots of extra time spent on uh, you know Sports Center showing baseball highlights, talking just about the, the home run chases. And it wasn't just there; there was other guys hitting a lot of home runs as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it was all all you know instrumental. Steve, as as you are watching the way that things are playing out with the negotiations in, in baseball now, do you feel positive that a deal will get done? And as somebody that just said that you watched something that you brought baseball back to life, essentially, are you worried that if a season doesn't happen, it's going to take something like a home run chase or something major to bring a lot of casual baseball fans back into the fold if a season doesn't happen? Uh, I think there's definitely that fear, yes. Um I know that negotiations are going. I haven't been playing a whole lot of attention to it. Uh, once I saw that, I thought there was a kind of an agreement um, last month uh, for prorated pay and the number of games and all that. I kind of thought we were going to be really close. Um, I saw Texas the other day said that 25% of fans could you know, be, fill the stadiums. So I think those, those types of questions are starting to get answered. So I guess we just got to figure out how many games if we're going to be able to play them in every stadium, uh, obviously the, the payroll, how that's going to work. So I'm not sure if that's changed uh, lately. Um, I think it might have been yesterday the, the Players Association increased the games. I thought we were going to be like at a half a season. Now we're looking at 115 games maybe. So there's a lot still to figure out, but uh, I definitely think they need to play this year. No doubt about that. Steve Traxel, before we let you go, you mentioned that you're in Southern California. How's everything going in regards to dealing with COVID-19 and being quarantined? Uh, how are you guys doing in terms of getting back to somewhat of a normal? Uh, we're doing pretty good. I think we've just started phase three either yesterday or today. Um, so, you know, everyone's going to get their haircuts and nails done. Uh, restaurants have been open for about a week and a half with outdoor seating. Um 
I think for the most part, we've been in good shape. I know here in San Diego, we've gone two straight days uh, with no deaths. So hopefully uh, we'll be back to, you know, whatever our new, new normal is going to be. But I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm a season ticket holder for our San Diego goals, which is the Anaheim Ducks minor league team. I'm a huge hockey fan, so I'm looking forward to getting that back. Excited that my Blackhawks are actually back in the playoffs whenever that gets started, <laughs> miraculously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to getting some normal sports back. The golf courses have been open. Um, so I think we're, we're in a good shape. We're doing a little bit better than I think a lot of other places in the country. Um, but hopefully we keep moving in the right direction. Good. Well, stay safe. Take care of yourself. And thanks so much for taking some time with us. And uh, whatever length it is, we're looking forward to seeing you on Long Gone on the 14th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. You guys uh, stay safe. Uh, keep washing those hands. <laughs> you too, Steve. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. That's Steve Traxel, former Cub pitcher. He allowed number 62 to Mark McGuire on September 8th of 1998, 9-8-98. And he was great. He was great. It's so funny, too, how he mentioned he had a conversation prior to that game saying, I don't want to be the one to give it up. And then, lo and behold. 22 years later, he's getting phone calls about it. (laughs) From St. Louis. (laughs)